City of Malden or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at extra at matv.org. Good evening, and welcome to More Than 02148. I'm your guest this evening, your guest host, that is, Ed Lucy. And I do have a guest that's on the way, maybe hit a little bit of traffic. But in the meantime, I had some subjects I wanted to talk about before she gets here. Uh, one quick thing, um, there's an antique show coming up on the 14th of March at Anthony's. And for anybody that might be interested in um, that, it's, it's being sponsored by the Marlin Historical Society. It's a... And it's the 34th annual show. There's over 50 dealers, and shoppers and browsers will find items including art, jewelry, glass, china, silver, pottery, linens, lighting, toys, books, postcards, small furniture, and decorative items. And there's, it'll be worth a trip through it just to meet, maybe connect up with other people there. But that's the 14th of March. Um, another item which I've mentioned in the past, and that is that um, there's a there's a free uh, evening meal program um, that's Tuesday through Friday, sponsored by the Bread of Life, provides a free meal program that serves meals at the First Baptist Church here on 493 Main Street, Malden. The meals are open to anyone in need, including working people, seniors, citizens, families with children, unemployed, disabled, or homeless. No reservations are required. Diners do not need to live in Malden. For people who are in need of groceries, Bread of Life also operates a food pantry twice a week at 54 Eastern Avenue. And for information, call 781-397-0404. That's 781-397-0404. And those are programs that... that um, really provide a need to a lot of people who may find uh, the budget is stretched thin at the end of the week or maybe even on uh, towards the end of the month. And th this program is available Tuesday to Friday. Anyway, um, there's programs at the uh, library that maybe people don't know about or they overlook. They're great for kids in some instances. For instance, they have, a, they have a, coming up on March 11th is a free screening the film's at 6 to 8.30. That's uh, March 11th at the Marlin Public Library. And uh, it's tied in with the um, Marlin Reed program. And there's a movie that's a, if you're a fan of Betty Davis, it's, a, it's an old movie, but it's something that might be of interest. I'm sure it's in black and white. And it's um, a movie that deals with the, the communist issue of that day. And it's it's, it's somewhat autobiography of, of one a person who found that uh, her position defending what she felt was free speech ended up creating social and personal uh, 
problems in her life. But in any event, that's on the March 11th. There's also um, on the March 12th. Uh, there's a uh, at this is 6 to 8 p.m. at the Genister Library. Learn the art of pastels with artist Gregory Maycheck. This adult art workshop. Call 781-324-0218. To sign up, space is limited. In this new, highly researched two-hour workshop, participants have fun producing their own pastel paintings inspired by Georgina O'Keeffe's enormous mural, mural the, the Miracle Flower. But again, that's that's an item with the library. And the um, another one that's been an ongoing program with the library for quite some time is the Preschool Stories Time. And that's 10.30 to 11, uh, 11.30 a.m., and this is on Thursdays. It's a drop-in program for children age three and, and older featuring long picture books, songs, rhymes, and a simple craft. And, you know, sometimes you have children at home, you're at home, and how do you entertain kids without them watching television or maybe getting a lot of activity and running around the house? Well, that's a good place to take them. The other thing we ought to touch base on um, locally, that is, the election yesterday um, it was rather interesting. For those that did vote, they uh, probably were a little bit surprised to see the number. 90% uh, uh, of the people that voted yesterday took the Democratic ballot. But uh, when you did take the ballot, you, you realized you weren't picking and choosing from among several people. Uh, there were 15 candidates that were listed because a lot of the people that were potential prospective Candidates months ago, sometimes weeks ago, and as a matter of fact, right in within the past few days, somewhere along the line decided they didn't have the public support, they didn't have the, the opportunity to expand on the base that they were they were working on, or there was someone else that competed with them, was telling a, a different story, or more important than that, and often is the case, there was just not enough money. In politics, that's a very important item to have if you don't have that and i'm going to talk a little bit about that after i, I mentioned this part of it is that um people that even if they're enthused about you if they sense that you're not going to be able to run the distance like a marathon then they look elsewhere to, to publicly support or financially support people and so well, today with so much depends on media communication if you don't have um candidates that are, are, are well financed then Sometimes even if they have a good story to tell, they're not going to progress too far into the campaign. So it's interesting because this year was particularly unique because if you look over the roster of the people that ran, two people were billionaires, multi-billionaires, and they supported their campaign by writing checks out of their own out of their own account. And um, although I didn't pay much attention to the television or the radio today. Uh, I understood talking to someone this afternoon that um, the person that spent the most money is probably it's it's a record that's going to be um, uh, not going to last for a very long time. Bloomberg he dropped out today as well, so you you had three people drop off the other day uh, last week, and then all of a sudden you have Bloomberg dropping off, and he had spent um, he must have spent a thousand dollars a vote, or maybe more ten thousand dollars a vote because. The estimate was that he had spent in excess of $500 million, which is an astounding amount of money. Uh, I had talked to someone since I heard officially that he was out, and this was today. And uh, they pointed out that with that kind of uh, money, how much good he could have done in other ways, whether 
whether for medical research, whether assisting people in need, veterans, whether it was to uh, reach out to those people who were, who were supportive of animal rights. Uh, you can just think of any number of quality, positive kind of uh, groups that worked for the betterment of, of man and, and society and could have used any amounts of that money that he spent on, on ads that apparently didn't sell to the public. But in any event, um, the 15 shrunk, and now we're down to, um, I guess, about five. And uh, Elizabeth Warren, and I'll touch on that today, um, she was hoping and expecting, I think, that at least uh, she would do well here in Massachusetts and hopefully pick up some boats along the way in other states. That she was, But she, of course, was... Um, Oftentimes, reaching up for the same boats as Bernie Sanders, who seemed to have much of a, much more of a, a, a connection to young people and to uh, people that would uh, support the ideas of um, uh, Medicare for all and free uh, education for college students and some of these other items that uh, are very controversial and maybe not practical for, for uh, in the minds of a lot of the voters. But more than yesterday, um, had a vote turnout of about 35 percent, which Considering um, it was a beautiful day, so there's no reason not to turn out. But it, that's a reasonably good showing in, in, in light of if you compare with past elections. The bit of the confusion was they allowed the early voting. And so the people that were supportive of several other candidates, they had voted last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. All of a sudden, that candidate dropped out. And so in a sense, the, although they, they're recorded as voting, they're voting for someone that wasn't even a, a contender. But uh, it ended up, and I was a little surprised when I heard this and or found this out when I reviewed the numbers. Um, Bernie Sanders, who, who finished second in Massachusetts, and it wasn't a strong second, uh, finished first here in Malden. And uh, of the, of the, like I mentioned earlier, there was a, a, about 11,000 people voted about 90% of the people who voted voted with the Democratic ballot, and um, Joe, uh, Joe Biden received 3,700 votes. Bernie received 2,800 votes. So between those two candidates, they got about 60% of the vote. And then Elizabeth Warren finished about 500 votes behind um, Bernie, and so she got 300 votes. So once she got past those three, there really wasn't much else. Um, Michael Bloomberg had eight, uh, almost 900 votes, but considering the kinds of funds that he paid, I, I probably got at least three or four professionally done uh, um, political pieces from from his his comp his people. So he, if I got him, everybody else in Malden uh, was a, an active Democratic voter. Maybe the, even to some of the people who weren't active and. Uh, if you think about it, that's a lot for a lot of households to mail. And if you do that across the state of Massachusetts, which he did, uh, Joe Biden uh, apparently spent very little money, if anything, in Massachusetts and, and topped the ticket. So that was an impressive win um, of, of the total, I think, as of, uh, I don't know how the final results were in California, but um, it, it was, um, I think Biden had uh, like nine of the, the primaries he won. Many of them were in the South which uh, brings out a lot of the people of color who were strong supporters of his. But if you look back about three weeks ago, they were talking about his maybe been running out of uh, options and he wouldn't be around that much longer. But he had the one win in South Carolina, and um, the other people looked in the mirror and decided that um, 
and Amy and, and uh, Peter, and then figure they're not going to be able to go much further. They dropped out. They went to Texas with him to publicly support him and endorse him. And um, from there, uh, when the returns were coming in from Florida, uh, Texas last night, he was second. And then he was a close second. And the difference apparently was that um, a lot of the early voters were voting for for Sanders, and it ended up that uh, the people that actually went to the polls yesterday were more for Biden, and, that, and he ended up on a small margin, ended up uh, getting uh, the major the larger vote in, in the state of Texas. And in um, Bernie was leading in California. I assume he must have won that. I haven't, like I said, I haven't paid attention to it today, but. But the ballot was lengthy. I'm thinking when I went in, it'd be an in and out. But you not only have a presidential choice, and um, you also had um, other parties. Just to remind you, you had the the Green Rainbow, you had Libertarians, and you had uh, uh, some people that actually they voted none of the above. There weren't many, but there were they, there were some few people took the time to vote and not to vote for anyone. But uh, there was also a final vote for. Which Marlin was involved in, if you lived in Ward Five Four, which is the Forest Hill section, and that was the open seat for State Representative Paul Bedard, who became Mayor of Melrose, resigned his seat, which is is a procedural requirement, basically. And although it's not legally required, most of the time that's the way it is. That opened up the the State Representative seat in that one part of Marlin, all of Melrose and half of Wakefield, and the primary was in February, which no one knew about, and. Uh, it ended up that Kathy Lippa Garabedian, who got a very large vote in the February primary, ended up winning, and the Republicans had a write-in candidate. But obviously, um, like I mentioned earlier, they had 90% of the people that voted voted in Malden uh, took the Democratic ballot, and uh, the result would be very difficult for any any Republican to do very much. And and that was reflected also as well in the. In the Republicans, if you were uh, voting Republican, you could have taken a ballot for president, and you could have voted for the current incumbent, President Trump, or you had another choice for, for those that took the time to review it, and that was uh, Will, William Weld, the former governor of Massachusetts, who, who ran as a Republican as for governor. Four years ago, he ran as vice president as a libertarian, and this time he's back in the Republican Party and uh, seeking the support of people who are against Trump. Well, it ended up, uh, it didn't matter much because he didn't get very many votes, and that would suggest that when they do those polls and they come up with a determination that 90% of Republicans are favorable to the president, that would reflect here because he got 90% of the votes of the people of Malden of the thousand that did vote, he got 90% of those people to vote for him. And Bill Wilt, the former governor, uh, didn't get anything other than a handful, which was around 100. But the, there's another part of that election. And if you'll hold and bear with me a minute, I'll, I'll update you uh, as soon as we have a, an opportunity for uh, adjustment, because my guest is here.
Back to uh, the live program, and um, I'll introduce my guest, Donna Betancourt, uh, president of the Marlin Chamber. Very good. Who's uh, interrupted a very busy schedule uh, <laughs> to be here this evening. But uh, let me just wrap it up with the vote part of it. Uh, in addition to uh, voting for president, you had a, a, a chance to pick, pick delegates from each ward who were part of the group that votes at the, uh, the Democratic meeting when they have state election uh, preparation in advance. And uh, each uh, community like Malden would have 35 people on each ward. It used to be rather common to have 35 people. Wow. And there would be times in some wards where there'd be a waiting list because uh, people would want to be part of the process and that was at the real grassroots wow. level. Well, times have changed for a lot of different reasons. And just to show the difference is that in the ballot for president, there were 15 choices yesterday in, in, in the, it's statewide because all those names that I talked about earlier who dropped out along the way, the ballots had already been printed. So they were still, mm. on, and they did get, some of them get votes because people voted early and then they found, then last week some of them. Or just put, making a statement, right? They yeah, still yeah, and that's the other part about it. Candidate. And then, uh, but you have, um, the, in the different wards, in Ward 1, there were six people on the ballot for ward democratic delegates and of the six people on the on the, in the group you had the mayor you had the city councilor <laughs> ward one and you had a school committee person <coughs> ward one they only had six ward two had seven ward three which sometimes reflects the the way things get developed here within the community in terms of uh, political positions there were 20 mm. People uh, um, uh, running for the the seat as a ward Democratic representative, so that's twenty and a potential for thirty five. Mm. Ward four had six people. Ward five, which I think population wise is almost the same as Ward three, uh, they had five, mm. which is very impressive. And then and they they also, as a reminder, will one, the one ward in the city where you had a choice for state representative. Oh, right. And uh, <coughs> right. Ward 6 had 6 people, Ward 7 had 11 people, and Ward 8, which is, makes sense, Ward 8 had 8 people. <laughs> so anyway, and um, other than that, um, to give you the final numbers there, there were 1,078 people that took the Republican ballot, and of that number, 84 voted for former Governor William Well, and, mm. and 942 voted for the current president, Donald J. What's his last name? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're not going to tell you who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Donald J. Trump. I think we know. I think we know. Donald J. Trump. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, like, all, that's, that's like all the information you need to know. Not remembering Edward Lucy. I mean, it, it just wouldn't happen. Oh, Ed Wynn. Oh, 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 see, there you go. Close enough. But anyway, now Donna, um, among others, give a little background for the people that don't know. Other than the Chamber of Commerce, which is a very commit committed and responsible position, what do you do in your day job? Financial advisor. Financial advisor. Yes. And, and that's, that's how I make my money, or I try to. Well, did you make any money this last week? Did anybody week. that you're doing business with <laughs> make anybody? <laughs> the market was interesting, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do too well. But last the chamber is my avocation. Is that right? it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it gives back to the city. It's great. We had a great event this morning, matter of fact. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I understand when I was trying to track you down today that the Senator 
uh, Lewis was there. Yeah. And, and it was the event for him, or was it some just bringing information to a group? Yeah, it was a legislative update for okay. anybody. You know, I mean, obviously it was hosted by the chamber, so we had quite a few chamber members there. But we actually had quite a few um, residents of just the city who came by. So it was open to the public? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And no cost, so people could just come on in. And we had actually, oh, have you been to Donut Villa on yeah. Highland Ave? Yeah. Yeah, they, they supplied the donuts. They donated the donuts? Yeah. Wow. They if are. I know that, I might have gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for Senator Lewis, no. but for the donuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. No, no. Well, he's an interesting person anyway. Yeah. Yeah, very conscientious, very hard oh, work. Oh, very good, very, and, very good. And uh, what were the kind of issues he was talking about this morning? He really broke it down into four areas primarily. I mean, he talked a little bit about local issues, but more so statewide. Health care, transportation, housing, and uh, climate change. And really just focused on those. And then he had, uh, that was about 30 minutes, and the second 30 minutes was just questions and every there was a lot of questions from the the uh the audience i guess the participants uh, anything from um health care issues locally you know kind of the social determinants because for example hallmark health was there they talked about um the millionaires tax uh, that came up as one of the questions that's pro that's uh the sh fair uh warren's warren's bill no, I think it's a. I don't think it's Warren's bill. Is it in place now? No, it's going oh. on the ballot in twenty twenty. Oh, well, well, twenty twenty one. So if you make more than a half a million, I think they tax a million. Um, oh, a million. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, we know Bloomberg can afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. That's gonna. Him stepping away is gonna change the democratic process. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. The dynamics occur, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it was a great event this yeah. morning. And, um, yeah, it was really, it was, you know, we try to do something once a month. And actually, we, you know, la so this morning was the Senator Lewis, and last Tuesday was State of the City. Well, that's right, the <coughs> for the mayor, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was a sold-out show. A lot of video stuff. He likes videos, and he likes electronics. And, yep, and... Yeah. It did it again, yep. yeah. Yeah, and people, you know, it, it, people love it. It's yeah. a, it's a great way to deliver the information about the city, right? In a yeah. really dynamic and interesting way, you know. Um, yeah, it was great. It the, sold out. And um, <clears throat> he was talking about the, the mayor would be talking about the local stuff, and the and the, the center was giving you the broad view of the whole state. Yes. One of the things, one of the areas you mentioned was. Uh, public transportation. Yeah. What's really kind of interesting <clears throat> in that area is almost everybody that gets elected governor, before they get elected governor, that's an issue that's in the minds of the public for a lot mm -hmm. of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And it ends up that when that person leaves office, the problem's not solved. Now, the T uh, mm. uh, mm. has a huge bonding amount that they so on paper they owe a lot of money but it's really the taxpayers is, is going to have to make good on it because mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a system that requires uh support from the state budget because they can't support themselves which is it's public transportation public transportation isn't a money maker. second thing is they have a major major problem with their pension mm -hmm. and part of the reason is they uh, years mm -hmm. ago they started they had offered retirement at a very young age mm -hmm. for people and mm -hmm. 
And people, in spite of what you hear about the virus, people live a long time. And so people are collecting <laughs> those pensions a long, long yeah, time. And they, yeah. And they can retire yeah. in their 40s. Yeah. yeah. They're there long but, enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, but that, but, but that's also changing everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, no, even teachers used to have full pensions, right? That doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not sustainable, right? Fiscally, it's not sustainable. I think the difficulty, though, is then people now have a lot more accountability to figure out how they're going to live in retirement. Yeah. You know, when you used to have a pension, you know, that would kind of sustain you. Well, that has disappeared. Well, was, and unfortunately, in some instances, people rely on Social Security, and that, again, is another issue that needs to be addressed. But that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, absolutely. The yeah. other thing that sometimes you get nervous when you hear, when you hear these stories on some of these TV shows that, that uh, t there are many people, even those that have positions that seem to be secured and, and well-paid, they have a minimum amount of liquidity to their situation. It's almost like a lot of people, in spite of the, their uh, what appearance to be a good lifestyle, they live they live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, yeah. It's this. Yeah, uh, keeping up with the yeah. the Joneses, you yeah. know. And it's like, until but you Joneses don't know, until, right? Until the Joneses <coughs> refinance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and you don't know how the Joneses are financing those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. You know, but luckily I think things are changing too. There's this element of living simpler. You know, I feel like, you know, living smaller, living maybe a little less, you know. But it's hard when you get the latest technology and you need the latest phone and the latest watch. And, that's, that's and the little kids have <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I know. Yeah. yeah. Now, how long have you been involved with the chamber? I'm, uh, this is my second year as president. Oh, okay. And uh, I was vice president before that, and then just a plain old board member, and then a member. So yeah. maybe seven, eight years yeah. total. Yeah. Uh, how much has Marlin changed, in, or, or what the chambers tr focused on now versus when you were first? Because when when you're a member, you're not you're not involved with the insides, the things that are going on. Right. And then you get right. on the board, and you realize. You know, there right. are issues locally that the business get affected, right. uh, residents are impacted, and, yep. and, and the, the chamber plays a big part in a lot of these things because the people that are, although you have outside members, you have uh, people that are members that are affected by what goes on in the community. Absolutely. And, or, or on Pleasant Street, for instance. Huge, or, or, right? Uh, yeah. It's transformational what's happening on yeah, Pleasant Street. Yeah. You know, whether you see that, you know, Bank of Amer America building being just completely transformed yeah. you know um to all the little restaurants and lots of those lots of those now how, how many uh, people on the board um 19 and, and what's your membership approximately meaning how many how many businesses and individuals are members oh oh, oh. uh we're at about 320 320. Well, 320 members. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's interesting, I would have to say, Ed, is that we are, like, we're growing not only in Malden, but a lot of businesses from outside of Malden are joining us. So there's this recognition, I guess, that, you know, whether it be the chamber or the recognition that Malden plays a big role in the commerce and businesses, we have a lot of non-Malden businesses who are chamber members. Uh, if, if if someone were interested, and in, in, uh, hopefully maybe some people are, are in business are, are listening to our show, 
uh, if someone were uh, uh, located, let's say, let's just say it's Malden, mm -hmm. and they got approached about uh, being uh, a member of the chamber, what are the advantages to a business person? I mean, I, I would say a few, few different things. I mean, obviously, we do a lot of social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Um, so you would be part of that circle. Um, I would also say it's really the networking and the opportunity to meet other businesses. Like this morning, for example, every event, even though it was Senator Lewis, the first 30 minutes is also networking if you choose to come. So it's that connection. It's also just the opportunity to um, facilitate a connection. Like if you, Joan Ford Monjo, our executive director, or any of the board members, would be glad to introduce, matter of fact, on my, how ironic, on my way over here, um, a new member left me a message, um, so I called him back on my way over on Bluetooth, and um, we talked. And he wants to meet up, and so we're going to have coffee over the next couple of weeks and introduce him to the chamber and and have him meet up with some people, you know. So then he can build his network, you know. So I think it's those kind of things that are valuable, um, and then as well as the advocacy, you know, we have a obviously a direct link to the mayor and to the city council and um, city hall, we can advocate on, be, on, on people's behalfs. We can't solve, but we can at least be an advocate, listen to the concerns and address some of those because we have a voice at the table, you know? The, um, when, a, when someone comes in as a new member, do they get like a parking privileges in the garage or no. coupons at restaurants? <laughs> yeah. or, uh, no, do you think we should? Uh, uh, well, the, the coupons, I think the one time they maybe did that as a, as a membership drive. Oh, really? Ago, yeah, they would, if, if you joined the chamber, you would you, you'd give you a packet, and yeah, including yeah. a packet would we be. We do give packets, yeah. I mean, we have given packets away, but not probably free pass to the garage, or well, that's not a bad idea. CBD is a member, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we've given, like, a, you know, like, a, actually, I can remember Dairy Delight. Buy get buy an ice cream, get an ice cream for free. If you remember. Yes. Oh. Yeah, like I remember doing that pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah, and and that was in the summertime, not the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're knocking at Dairy Delight's window. Yeah. Let me yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what is the van advantage of uh, businesses outside of Marlin joining the Marlin Chamber? Yeah, and that's the kind of thing I really I need to ask more questions on that. Um, when when I meet them, a lot of them feel like they have a lot of clients or customers, whatever language, that are Malden people. And so feel like they, that's their way to maybe make more connections in. It, that's what I've heard the most. A um, couple people I know actually live in Malden, but their business is outside is another reason. But we really haven't done a deep down dive as to why. But it, it is kind of curious, you know, that we have so many Saugus, Melrose. Uh, Revere Everett, who are members of the chamber. I'll add, I think we have a pretty strong chamber, too, yeah, no, compared no, to those areas. Yeah, now, uh, uh, would they, some of those same businesses be members of the community? They, they could be, yeah. Like would, Melrose yeah. is a very strong chamber, yeah. and I often find that they're members of both. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now that I think about it for the garage, um, <laughs> there was, a, before they put in those new type of meters, at one point, if... Uh, if you went to the, well, it wouldn't affect you within, for the meters, but if you parked in the garage, the businesses, like restaurants in particular, would get, would get discounted 
coupons, and that would reduce the cost of using the garage because it's such a limited pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some restaurants do that now. They like still do Like All Seasons will do that. Okay, and all right. A couple others. Mystic Station, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll do that now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And speaking of our next big event, I mean, we have another event this month that's a business after hours that's anybody can come, but they're smaller, is Taste of Malden. Which I know I've you came. I've come yes, and very I know impressive. you've come. Yeah, and that's April. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and by the way, uh, don't eat before you go oh. because uh, the the last time I went, not that I ate beforehand, but there were so many businesses making available their food specialty, and they don't they don't skip on how much they give you. No. Nope. And by the time I was halfway <laughs> around the room, I you was full. full. <laughs> it's a great event. It's uh, always it'll be at the Y again, and we'll have you know. And as you saw, too, which I think is cool, is we do Taste of Malden, and we also have some other, like we have Cappies there, so they'll do some wine tasting. We have Panadosi there who does some bread. So it's not, it's rest or it's food-based, but yeah, it's not sure. like a restaurant. Right. But then right after that, we kick right into, for the first time we did it last year, Restaurant Week in Malden. And so when is that coming up? Taste of Malden is April 27th. All right, mark that down, those people listening. Yeah, April 27th. And so we'll kick again right into Restaurant Week. So it was a nice way to, you know, hey, I tried this, and now I want to go in. And and so we had, um, I went to a couple during that week. John Brewers was really impressive. They actually had a special menu, and they built their price off of the year Malden was incorporated. I thought that was pretty cool. 1620? No. 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 Nice try, though. We haven't been there on this that long. Malden? I don't think so. When Malden was established? What do you think? Wait, is that Six, one? 1648, I think. Yeah, I think that's more like. That is Although, right. I guess that's not too far away. Yeah, yeah. 1648. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I thought that was, you know, smart marketing. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do, you, do you sometimes get feedback from your, your members about things that they'd like to see change within the city? Yeah. I mean, like I mean, there's obviously one of the real difficulties is the parking. Yeah. And and that's something that's been chronic forever, and so uh, yeah, I don't envision get, it getting any easier. Yeah. And um, yeah, they come up with uh, working with if some people suggested some all uh, alternatives. I know driving down Pleasant Street, um, I used to go to CVS, which oh, was before it was gone. Before it was gone. Okay. And. Um, it was extremely difficult to find parking, oh, so yeah. invariably I'd not, I, I would go around. Maybe I'd find one on Exchange Street, yeah. and then I then I'd, I'd probably Russian Roulette, and I would park on Dartmouth Street, run across the street, and mm, hopefully mm -hmm. there weren't too many people ahead of me get my <laughs> prescriptions that way. Yeah, but when the meters first were installed, I noticed it seemed to be a fairly reasonable number of spaces that were available. I found one just tonight. Yeah. Easy, easy. Yeah. yeah, it might be in front of me because I, I got one or two <laughs> spaces right in front. But but daytime, now I find that uh, parking is, is at a premium again during the daytime. You think so? Yeah. You're seeing yeah. that? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like I said, and maybe in the beginning the people didn't want to pay the meet, meet the prices. I don't know why. It's not that expensive. Yeah. I, I also think I think people are driving less, though, too. I mean, I do think we're seeing a change. Like, I think about in my neighborhood, um, we talk about this. So I live on the West End. I live in Ward 3. Right. And it's one of these small streets. You know, it's uh, just a tiny street connected by, you know, perpendicular streets on each side. But So in our little street, 
and we have a shared driveway. You know, it's, it's typical Malden, right? You know, and some people don't have a driveway at all. Anyways, what we've discovered, now we've been there. Oh, by the way, Marianne says to say hello. I will. Okay, good. She's still doing good things for the gas company? She, uh, electric. Electric. Company. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Yeah, she's looking <laughs> to retire in two years. Is she? Yeah, imagine. So anyway, I'll have to tell my son. <laughs> he worked with her. I he know, Scott. He should have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's in a yeah, a whole different role. <laughs> so what's interesting to us is that we've talked about the difference. The people that have come, new people that have moved in since we've been there, there are less cars. So for example, there's a couple that moved in across the street, one car between the two adults. Yeah. The uh, people next to them two adults one car that were the younger younger exactly okay, so, they, so they use the uber they, or whatever they, they, they uber they they buy, oh, actually I, both the husbands just by circumstances both bicycle to work so oh. i do think there's this and they're both younger you know i i do think there's this shift a little bit to you know again this is a small example but it's interesting to us yeah, that yeah. um how, and, and then if you go on that perpendicular road next to us, it's, we see the same things. As people move in and the new people come in, it's, you do not see the cars. And then the younger people, they're coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what other kind of issues do you have uh, if, when you're talking to members? Signs. The lack of signs or the... The, 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 the restrictions the, the around yeah, signs, yeah. yeah. We actually, we were lucky again because we heard it a lot. And this was a couple years ago yeah. that we actually then served, we had sent a couple members to serve on the sign committee, the sign yeah. ordinance committee. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, Constable Spadafore, was he involved in that? Ah, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, we feel that we really were able to make some impact, you know, and participate in the conversation of what we were hearing from folks you know, and now we're here, and now we're limited on what we, how yeah. we can market ourselves, yeah. you know, yeah. and get our, our storefront out there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't hear it like I did two years ago. Oh, you don't? Mm -mm. No. You, uh, getting back to the parking, uh, now that I think of it, I had Ron Hogan on the show uh, oh, yeah. sometime back, and, when it, and obviously whenever they implement any kind of a new program locally, you, you, you try to... You know, do what you have to do, but at the same time, uh, respect people's situations and business and whatever. Yeah. But there's limits on how much options you're going to have. Mm -hmm. But I thought the idea when they when it was implemented, which is still in existence, at least on Pleasant Street, you got 15 minutes free parking to start with. So, uh, um, and I don't know how much that happened because of the merchant's input, but uh, it seems to me for those people who had to do the quick errands, yeah, that was a very f generous and a good positive way to put implement the mm -hmm. parking when the meters were installed and um, but then what they did was on the Washington Street that leads into Exchange Street yeah there was no 15 minutes so you oh there wasn't no and there isn't oh there really no so it's only on Pleasant on Pleasant yeah now I don't know about Exchange maybe it's on Exchange too yeah, but, I don't know. but it's but it's not on the side street but I mean really those parking lots on on Exchange and on Dartmouth they're big yeah. and they're often they're full no, I find that they're not full. Oh, the one on, on Pleasant Street? The one on both. Uh, oh, no, no, the Ple no, no, on Exchange oh, okay. and Dartmouth. The big oh. ones, the ones that are inside. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. They're not full. Yeah, well, that, th no, uh, but some of them are, um, are uh, permanent parking, I think. Yeah, well, have, some yeah, of the for the Department of Ed and, yeah. yeah. And uh, some of it, but, too, might be that, um, um, 
you know, especially if you're talking about late afternoon or into the evening, you know, I can understand young women or women in general might be a little hesitant to go into garages mm -hmm. because they, you know, if it's particularly if they're on their, they're coming in on their on own. Their own they, yeah. There are enough well, horror stories, not just Malden, but in general, mm -hmm. that they might feel that they'd rather little, be on the street than the, yeah, walk into the car than mm -hmm. to go climbing a flight of stairs or whatever to yeah. the garage. Yeah, but, but I think, I mean, not that we want to go too far in this, but I, I think if there's some truth in that, but I also feel like the Malden police are so supportive that if you actually called them and said, "Would you escort me?" I, I would, I would, I would be confident that they would. That That's they would. interesting. I, I, I do. I, I just feel like, I just feel like, you know, Kevin Molos and the kind of culture he's created is, it's very supportive and more of a community approach yeah. than necessarily a, you're in trouble approach. You know yeah, that they're yeah. trying to build relationships and community that yeah. I mean not that it's advertised that way but I bet you that if you called and said I'm ner I'm scared you yeah. know do you mind or I'm anxious whatever well you know it's even that it's just the effect it's 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 uh, late at night and yeah. it was seven or eight and it could be could be one o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. You, you know, and there's enough stories on television that, yeah. that never mind going in the garages, just walking down yeah. the street, and all you get into an Uber that's not an Uber car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, have you got any um, <coughs> awareness of, of um, new business coming to Malden uh, that uh, uh, the drop will maybe provide opportunities for employment for local people? I mean, I think that the the I think, for example, that Bank of America building, the whole point of that building is to create huge uh, s uh, floor plans so companies can come in, you know, and then they hire now people. Where was that? You know, uh, right on the corner of uh, Route 60 and, um, oh my gosh, you know, right? You know where Jay Malden Center is? Yeah. That big building that's being under construction right now. Oh, it, no, is that the old bank building? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So yeah. that's an example. Th that whole point of that building is to allow industry to come in and provide jobs. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, that's the kind of thing we're seeing. I mean, we're talking about places that are renovating in order to c give office space, whether it be tech space, lab space. Because it's getting so expensive in, in Cambridge, right? Yeah. I mean, Kendall Square is saturated and expensive. And we are on, you know, we're on the orange line. We can provide that same service without a car, yeah. right? Hop on the T, although the T, back to our initial conversation, needs some fiscal. Especially the orange line. They, yeah, they yeah. just took off another train or two, didn't they, recently, I heard? Uh, because of problems again. Remember, we got new train, new well, train the cars got problems. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You know, and these are new train cars, and they yeah. got pulled again. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah, it's. But do you find that you get more input from merchants in the in the, in the Mall Square? Or how about like uh, uh, Maplewood? Uh, Maplewood. Maple, yeah, Maplewood, uh, the commercial district, like you know, Panadosi, Cataldo. I mean, I really. But it's what's also though surprising at the same time is how many little industries are out there. That you're like, oh, didn't even know it existed. You know, that you just drive around town, you could make a laundry list of companies that just these little pop-up shops. You know, um, how how about diversity within the chamber? I mean, you you, you mentioned mm. earlier about the restaurants. Uh, there's a lot of uh, 
cultural re restaurants in Malta were the Indian, the, the, were oh, the Asian, Haitian, yeah, yeah very That's spurs, hard. Yeah, it's a and hard I, I don't know how many, how often you get the chance to reach out to the people that know. I wouldn't think there would be a great connection. We try. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure of that, but mm -hmm. I think that they're not used to that. Uh, they just come into work 15 hours a day and yeah. then they go home. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, we, we try to do like, um, you know, we'll try to obviously. Maybe when they get the coupons, they'll, they'll, get, they'll <laughs> yeah. join the chamber and then they'll Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, we get a couple through Restaurant Week that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? As, a, as the, I think there was a, an appreciation of we were able to bring in some more customers or yeah. at least promote their restaurant yeah. by um, Caribbean Island is one of them I'm thinking of on uh, Ferry Street oh yes that uh, that's why they joined you know and they came and were at the taste and you know allowed us to kind of build that connection with them now, are they the, are they the ones that uh, near the railroad tracks on uh, um, in the Eastern Avenue and the and the, and the uh, and they're the on ferry yes yes yeah. kind of in between the Asian restaurant on the left, and there's another. They're right in the middle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 The, other, the, the Asian restaurant surprised me a little bit. I ate there with a group uh, a while back. And the first time I was there it was a Sunday night. It was kind of busy. Mm. And then they were doing some takeout business, which is always a yeah. a mark of a good active restaurant, especially the uh, Asian one. But parking is almost uh, non-existent. Yeah. And it's, it's, you, you, Unless you park yeah, at that docks, right behind the docks. Yeah, side, they, yeah. They, yeah, they seem to be doing okay. Cause yeah. Like I said, I, I was there that on think, a Sunday night. I think Uber Eats and, and, and you know Grubhub, those have changed restaurants. I was talking to the owner of Dona Villa, yeah. right? And um, his biggest business is takeout. Donut Villa. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and they'll deliver. You know, so it's... Um, well, I think some of the other chains are doing that now. They're, they, they're just uh, delivering. Uh, they don't... And, and uh, my, my story about um, uh, donuts, you had mentioned how good the one you mm. had this morning. Delicious. Uh, I went into uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Honeydew Donuts because it was convenient if I didn't eat and I was in a hurry that in the morning. I'd grab a coffee and a, and a muffin. And I was in the, some time... This is some time ago now. <laughs> And I was waiting for to get served, and I looked up on the board, and it, and I saw a price to the left and a and a, and a and a number to the right, and I thought maybe it was a tufa. You know, if you buy oh, a tufa, you get right get this price. Yeah. yeah and I said, well, what's that second price? And it was five fifty. And uh, the the person behind the counter said, that's the number of calories in the muffin. So. I think I've been there once since. <laughs> I said, wow, that's a lot of calories for a little muffin. I know. You're like, I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. No, I'm I, telling you. You checked that, the no, Dollar Villa with that, no. with that one. I'm sure. <laughs> it was so good, though. Yeah. 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 So you ha you have the you have the um, the food thing. Taste there. them all, then. Taste them all. And what else you got coming up? So every month we do the business after hours, every yeah. month. So the next one coming up is the end of March at East Cambridge Savings Bank, which is a brand new bank on Pleasant Street. Okay. They've been a great community member already. Yeah, and they got a branch up there in Melrose on the Malden Line. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep, exactly. They've been great. And then Taste of Malden is in April. And what's the one, uh, This is that networking? Um, uh, is every month. Every month. So, yep. so it's East, East Boston Savings is the East one. East Cambridge Savings. East Cambridge, excuse me. Is the one from March. Well, that's, well East Boston is up in, uh, up in Main Street. 
Yeah, that's the one you're yeah, thinking I get of. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's so too. close, the names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where April or May or all the uh, Every month we do it somewhere different. Yeah, You know, yeah. it's just uh, depending on. We've done it, we did it in January at um, Forestdale, the new uh, senior living center. Oh, yes. It's fantastic. We had like 60 people there. They did a great, I mean, Not too wine. many men. Mr. Lucy, we yes. had lots of men there. I, I understood there was it. There was but there was, we were at a chamber event. Okay. No, no. no. <laughs> so you're a talking resi- about the I'm residents. Talking, I'm talking about the residents. <laughs> they all live their husbands. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, we did have some residents come through, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, they're, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between the residents and the chamber members. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I can see but why. But it was a great event. They had wine and beer and soda. Then they had a spread and great energy, great, it was really good. But it, it's just not your tip, you don't think of going to a senior living center for a business after hours, but it was beautiful. Now, it, it, and then Super Bowl is our next big event, which is in June, which we have businesses form teams and they bowl against each other. They we do, do that bowl? Bowl. Oh yeah, well that's been, you've done that another year? Yep, this is about 10 years we've been doing yeah, that so too. And that's been fairly successful. Yeah. yeah, it's at Town Line, so it's a great event. And yeah, yeah. They're along, Anthony Dakota's is wonderful. Yeah, they do. They, they, yeah. Um, not, and then not, the comedy hour, comedy show. Yeah, yeah. It's always fun. And you know what surprised me about comedy shows is that, that they, they haven't run the course because any number of groups use them for fundraising. Yeah. But you'd almost think that at this point, I mean, how many times can you get people to go and um, beyond any of that, sometimes uh, the the ones that you have there, they have a, they have a certain routine, and and like some one in particular, I keep thinking a lot of his comedy deals with Malden. Yeah. But how many times did you hear the, <laughs> the, this his experience growing up in Edgeworth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's uh, that one sells out too. You yeah, know? They, it does well. Yeah. So I mean, we're not you know we're selling out three hundred people. I mean, it's not like it's a thousand, but it sells out. Well, that's well. That's a good sized crowd. Yeah. And, and, and where is that when you hold it? Also at Town Line, but at the the dance club. Oh, oh I um, see. Yeah, yeah. What's I forget? Uh, isn't that terrible? Yeah, it's up in up in. Yeah, uh, what, the other one. side of the town. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Can't remember yeah, the name yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. So we hold that there too. Yeah. Now, uh, the other thing though, with your with your members, you're a nonprofit organization. That's right. Yeah. Are you able to sponsor local events, for, or not local events, but rather sponsor community activities? It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard because one, we don't have a we don't have a lot of flush cash. Yeah. But it's also hard to say yes to some and no to others without you know. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. We yeah. do what we do do is every big event, all those four big events I've mentioned. We always co-sponsor with a nonprofit. Oh, you do? Yeah. So, like Taste of Malden, we will do it with the well, actually with the Y, right? They host it, right. but they do a, a summer food program where they provide, I, I believe it's breakfast and lunch for kids in the summertime. Yeah. So we'll donate a percentage of the proceeds, you yeah. know, just depending every year to that event. Um, and then Super Bowl, we've done different organizations. Last year, we actually did the Chinese Cultural Connection. Okay. And we um, uh, partnered with them. Uh, the um, Comedy Night, we've done um, Hallmark Health Breast Care. 
So we'll oh, have them. Okay. Yeah. So we've done different nonprofits who are also members, you know, yeah. as a way to highlight what they do, provide some funds, you know, so it's it's kind of a it's a nice joint venture. Right. Now um with the if if someone wanted to join, let's say if someone's listening to this program, yeah, opened up a new business or yep. really thought about maybe you should get more involved locally, and the networking is important too for the for their benefit. Yeah, a membership cost is how how do you determine a membership fee? number of employees? Okay. So so it's graduated depending on the size of the business. Yeah, and right. if you're a nonprofit versus a profit. You are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, in terms of your your membership, uh, would it be are there a lot of nonprofits as part of your group? There's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I tell everybody, I'd love to. Anybody who wants to learn more, reach out. Yeah. Me, Joan, anybody would be glad. Anybody from the board right. would be glad. To, I mean, and as you know, Ed, there's some long-standing members. Uh, members, uh, we just had um, the 2020. Uh, kickoff dinner. We do a kickoff dinner for the every new year, mm. and um, we invited the the past presidents of the chamber for the past ten oh, years. Oh, show that in the paper. It was just really nice. So we had it was just really nice to have them kind of come back. Right, you right. know, yeah. um, Panadosi. Well, he's gonna, he was president quite a while. Yes, he was. Uh, in fact, he used to have the uh, date myself. He used to have the events at the Tilton. Yes. That was yes. <laughs> so it was nice to have him there. That was out of town, but yeah, anyway, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. right? But if they remember, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, Linda Kane, um, oh, yeah, from the bank, from yeah. the bank, yeah. Uh, Dennis Cataldo. Yeah. Um, you know, it was one, just really one, nice. I'd like to give a a, a, a little bit of a, a, a expression of appreciation, and just as an observer. It seems to me that one particular business here in Malden that I see the name surface constantly as far as donating and supporting events it's pizza pizza yes and then and then so often when they're not the only ones obviously there's some that but they just seem to be when you when you you must call them the different organizations whether it's the youth groups or whatever they must end up um yeah, say yes, yeah. Uh, yeah and that I, must be hard. I'm sure they get called yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, for can you donate pizza to this event? Can yeah. you donate a gift card? Right, right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. yeah. And just to refresh your memory, I'm going to give you this book. Uh oh. This is now the Marlins Best: A Guide to Marlin Business, 1993-1994. Who? Where did this come from? For my files. But did you publish by the Marlin Chamber of Commerce? Yes, that's why it's there. Oh, look at that. Super Stop and Shop was one of the advertisers in the back. That was when they first came to the oh, city. Oh, it's like a member listing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now we do it online, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah, well, please take it as my... As my uh, Are you going to autograph it for me? I'll be more than happy to do that. <laughs> As Thank long you as for as long as I don't have to do it uh, on uh, online or emails or any of that. Any <laughs> no, of that, no, no, any no, that yeah. Any of that modern yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's what's interesting. There yeah. are there are names in there that are still in Malden. Still in and, Malden, and, yeah. Uh, some of the others were, um, uh, for different reasons, were businesses that would, uh, left their mark on oh, the yeah. community. I flipped right to the first one. Jordan Shapiro. Oh, Jordan, yeah. First one. The only thing that changes is his age and the address. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like more than Irish American. Yeah, yeah. You know, YMCA. Yeah. That's, That's a song so, too, isn't it? 
You want to start singing and dancing? No, to it? I don't want to do Why that. Why not? Because I'm, 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 I'm out of tune. <laughs> but, but anyway, is that what Donna, happens? Thank you for coming. Thank I you for inviting it. me. And as someone who can provide information, what would be the best best phone number or? You're in the Dowland building now, are you not? Six, we, yeah, 6 Pleasant Street. But just go right to the Malden Chamber of Commerce website. Malden Chamber of Commerce website. It would just be in, the best way to have all the contact info, who our members are, how to, how to sign up to be a member, or reach anybody. You know, if you want to, it gives our email addresses. If you, you know, oh, I know, you know, Lisa O'Laughlin from, you know, Home health care. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. like right. I can reach to her, you know. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Do you, you have a telephone, though? <laughs> Are you still wanted? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the number is. Well, look up. It's probably right in the book. It's changed. Yeah, I'm sure it has. And right. how often does anybody phone call anybody? People still call people?